being close to these players, just seeing them before they even blossom into the who they become. Man. What type of connections have you made that made it easier for you to get players looked at? Oh, yeah, and whenever you meet with coaches, you gotta put your best, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you know, you, I believe you don't wanna like oversell, but you mm -hmm. wanna make a, I'll make a good relationship with them. Hey, gotta get a card, you know what I'm saying? How's it going, coach? Yeah, 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 what you're thinking about, what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Looking for that. Okay, cool. Well, this guy, you know, so so be honest with him. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, man, he's a really good kid. He look raw, but he can get there, though. Grades is good, or they're going to be a little better. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe that if you, do, if you don't lie to coaches, it won't come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. If I tell a coach, hey, man, this kid is a, is a phenomenal hard worker. And he gets there, he don't, and, and he's lazy as hell. The coach going to say, damn, coach, you know what I'm saying? You didn't play. Now you're going to look at the, the next one. You yeah. You know so just been, I'm in. The building part of relationships and biting them up here. In my old office, I have coaches in my office all the time. Really? You know and just coming to see Javon or Boyd or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they, um, I'm in there in here. They're sitting face to face. I got, you know what I'm saying? We're building relationships, we're talking. And, and so then you go to camps and see them again. It's like, hey, remember that time he's always, yeah, coach, how's it going? Yada, yada. Or, you, or you go to the games. Hey, what's up, coach? Yeah. yeah now? Oh, yeah, it's good. So, you know, it, it's, it's a process, man. We got to work your hand, not. Uh, back we left off at. All right, yeah, where we at? Where we at? Um, so so yeah, you we, in Chicago yeah, at Chicago nine. nine. You know what I'm saying? Was there, back and forth to Cleveland and all that. It was, I mean, like as much as Cleveland's home, mm -hmm. Chicago is too. Okay. Like, I was there for all the Jordan years. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Jordan so talk about that. Me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, even though yes, I do respect LeBron and of course we love Kobe. You know what I'm saying? But and I mean, like in my generation, it was unique because we grew up watching. Jordan first and then Kobe. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Jordan has always been the GOAT to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it's it's different it's different up there in the shot. You know what I'm saying? Like That's the, a fact. Like like the legions to Jordan is God up there, man. Really? You know what I'm saying? I mean even Worse before, than Cleveland? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's it's different. Well he stayed longer too. Because he was there the entire yeah. time and got them six rings. True, true. And they seen him go through the losses and then he you know what I'm saying? So it's different. And I always said like LeBron could have had that. And yeah, people love LeBron here, but it's not as revered because he left more than once. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He did. Like, he left twice. Yeah. And so like I'm a big believer in look, I may like the player, but I root for like my team. So you yeah. look at my team, I can't really yeah, you cool and all, but I'm not gonna be I'm tuning in. But so yeah, it was in Chicago for a minute. I went to high school there, actually came back and went to high school for half a year here. I went to uh, the Villa Angeles Saint. Jokes in my junior year, half a year. Really? Yeah. Played Shout out Cody. There. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I went to St. Joe's. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I went to all boy high school in Chicago. Really? Know, all boy Catholic school. You know what I'm saying? What? Ties and all that. So. How was that? How was that? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny coming from eighth grade, but the Catholic school route, it was either all boy or public school. And, 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 and the public schools in Chicago at that time weren't the. The safest of places to go. Mm -hmm. So my mom was like, "No, nah, you're going to Catholic school." You know what I'm saying? And so, going, I mean, going to all boys school was just, it was like second. I mean, I didn't think about it until I came here, mm -hmm. and it was COVID. It was like, oh, it was girls in class. Yeah. Right, okay. Junior year. Yeah. Mixy. And I was new too, so Ooh. we got to get to that. That's for like the. That's for the exclusive. Yeah, I'm Look, saying. I'm gonna make a Patreon <laughs> just for this. <laughs> <laughs> just for this. I swear, right? Because that's some untold stories that yeah. need to be told. Yeah, yeah. But I want to talk about Chicago. How was okay. Chicago at that time? 
Um, so one thing about Chicago is that gang life has always been big there. It's yeah. always been a way of life there. Um, it, it was just, you know, you may go to certain neighborhoods, you may wear certain colors, you know what I'm saying? It was a way of life. But Did you have to move differently? Yo, I mean, oh yeah, definitely. You couldn't wear your hat certain ways, or you might get checked about it, and if you ain't if you answer correctly, it might be an issue. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Did that ever happen to happen with you? I mean, yeah, we, I mean, growing up, you got to get out of certain situations. You got to yeah. go on certain crews. You got to move you know different. What I'm saying? You got to have certain homies that you, you know, that may be like, in it, in it, in it. And, and I mean, I mean, you may dip your feet in the, you know what I'm saying, like in that life, but you don't want to be submerged in it. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. I mean, Was there I, ever a point where um, it was a possibility for you? I mean, definitely because you're in a certain neighborhood, and if all the homies in there doing it, yeah, then you know you. I mean, you gonna be around them, so almost in a sense, you're guilty by association. Yeah, you know hundred percent. Like so, if if like I, I mean, there's stories where me and some of my homeboys was walking up to this this area called you know Thirty Fifth. We was on an area, mm -hmm. and so we over there, and you know what I'm saying, and a few of my guys like the GDs, whatever, and, and we bunch of some BDs, and they're deeper than us so we gotta you know hard tell it back to the hood because yeah get active you know what i'm saying or so i mean it was just it was it was, different, it was different way of life you know what i'm saying up there you know what i'm saying uh like the guns was out way earlier really you know what i'm saying like cats been getting shot when, up there for years when's the first what was the first what age were you when you uh seen your first gun um might have been like 14 or 15. okay i remember the first time i seen uh the crack was in high school yeah, that's my homeboy at crack in his locker Really? You know what I'm saying, yeah. Um, when I was in uh, at all boy Catholic school too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, it was it was it was interesting, man. Because but the funny thing is, we was going through it. So when you realize mm -hmm. how it really was, yeah, it was just how life it's was. Life. You knew not to say certain stuff. You knew not to wear certain stuff or had your hat banged a certain way. You just knew that. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's it a part a of the deal. culture. Yeah, it's part of the culture. But the one thing that's different now. It was more organized back then. A lot of the older cats weren't locked up and mm, all that. So, okay. So it was that structure. Yeah. The gang life is like the mob life. It's structure to it. Yeah, it is. You gotta people. You gotta get, like, okay Say to so. do certain yeah. stuff. You can't just wild out and be, and be ridiculous or you'll be dealt with. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but it was something we knew. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, and we had homeboys that was rival gangs and all that, but we met at school. It was cool. Okay. I mean, now, of course, you guys in the neighborhood, you gotta be a little more. Dressed up out of respect, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just respect it. it I mean, long as you're out here, you know, flagrantly out of line, they ain't gonna mess with you. But if you is, it's gonna be a conversation that gets had. And how you handle that conversation would depend on what's gonna happen next. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was, um, I used to always love coming here because it was different. It, I, it was never that element. And this is not to say that it don't get real here because it does get real here in like a different way. Like, I've always had a respect for Cleveland because people fought here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I remember, I didn't see. I've seen more guys that they ass up here bang out than anywhere else. Like them, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Cleveland is definitely known for bang out. Yes, they work here. Yeah, right? and, that, and that's all sure. respected. You know what I'm saying? Because as we know, like the gunplay thing, ain't no coming back from that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can fight somebody and, and you can lose every time, but you get but you can still fight them though. If you shoot somebody, they ain't no coming back from that. So the first time I that a friend was shot actually, I had a homeboy. Uh, I was like a sophomore high school, and this dude was larger guy, you know what I'm saying? And he got uh, shot in the arm, as a matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? And dude was so diesel, uh, he was in high school, he got shot in the arm and didn't even know it. You know what? what? Yeah, I mean, uh, first time I lost a homeboy to gun violence was 
my, my junior year of high school. You know what I'm saying? Were you, so you were here? Yeah, but that, I, I but was, that was in Chicago. Yeah, I was here until January, then I moved back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I finished out back in the shot. Mm -hmm. And then in my senior year, two homeboys uh, died due to gun violence. And then my homeboy, twin, well, his, I had a homeboy, he had two older twin brothers, you know what I'm saying? One of them, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, was killed due to gun violence. So it was a way of life. And sometimes it's almost sad to say because it becomes like, regular for you yeah like it's the norm and it shouldn't be like that yeah. you're desensitized to it like yeah it's what it is and so after chicago yeah i'm saying was like you know what um it's time to maneuver it's time to do something else this is cool so you graduated from chicago yeah, in yeah, chicago yeah. leo high school you know what i'm saying um wow, okay oh boy high school and honestly what's funny is leo was was pretty much like it was getting before Again, mm -hmm. it's all black dudes. That's what I thought when you said yeah. all boy high school. All black dudes, all dudes. We in the hood, uniformed up. Yeah, you know I'm saying dress code up, but it was cool though. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, yeah, you had your little tussles here and there, but I mean, for the most part, everybody was good. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't no huge, huge. You know, what I'm saying huge issues, so that was good. So, what type of um, athletes were in that school with you? Okay, there's a guy that he made to the league. That okay, actually, uh, that was a school. His name's Andre Brown. Like he went to DePaul University. He wound up playing like for the Nuggets okay. for a while. Then he went over season. As a matter of fact, one of my uh, my homeboys was really really good at basketball. He played like some D two ball. Yeah, you know I'm saying um, it's been so long. I can't really recall. There's a guy I went to high school with that played for Iowa. Uh, Jory Helms uh, football. Yeah, you know I'm saying he okay. was uh, real solid. So we had a we had a couple. You know what I'm saying we had a couple guys, but but Chicago was more known for the basketball thing. Yeah. Did you hear about that story? And this is just off kilter mm -hmm. um, of the of the kid who was supposed to be better than Michael, but then he ended up getting shot um, yeah, oh, in front uh, in front of his ben school. Wilson. Yeah, Ben Wilson. Wilson yeah. The Bill Wilson. I was, I was young when that happened. Like Ben Wilson, Nick Anderson. So it's a school called Kenwood High School. It's in High Park. It's mm -hmm. way different now. So if you go to if you go to Chicago, it looks way different now. Okay. But at the time, they had course out front of the high schools and we had like these summer league games up there yeah and so when you go up uh, like in the shot you hear about ben wilson really he was just he like, was just that guy yeah i might have been like nine or like nine years old when he was alive okay. so i didn't really i wasn't around him this time but i heard about him though, yeah you know what i'm saying and and was he was, really that good what i hear yeah you know what yeah I'm saying? but i mean chicago has a well, like most cities they have a laundry list of guys who was supposed to be great okay like they're just you know whether it be raw decision making or gun violence or, yeah or grades or something's got them off track like did you see that a lot in school with um the all boys school i know it was in in the school was you know everybody was kicking the shits maybe right. i have a tussle here and there yeah. but what, what a lot of people don't see is the kids that got to walk 10 miles 10 blocks the other right, way right, right. just to get to school oh yeah oh yeah indeed that was that was some of the homies that was like look man we got to go a different way to get to the crib i live on the low end like my school's on 79th so i mean you compare it to if we're at hay right now mm -hmm. i would live the equivalent of like where downtown is okay you know what I'm saying? but downtown's different there so just a, as far as distance so i would bus back home the bus train oh, and then one more bus because you have to train like wow it's it's part of you gotta ride the train it just is what it is <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like the l train is is is, is legendary there so but you hear homies that would be like look i gotta go a certain way because gd's over here or 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 or, or the gd's be like i gotta go that way the stones is over there you know what i'm saying but like i said at school it was real peaceful but of course walking back 
Cause our school might have been in one neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So, but you know that if you're in the neighborhood, I gotta have my hat on straight. I'm not wearing like no red or no blue. I gotta be neutral up, and I gotta be eyes forward. And hey, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not talking to nothing. Like say something, keep on walking. Yeah. Cause you got, I mean, just it ain't about being no the punk or nothing. about right. Blood. It's it's almost strategic, it's strategic to live. It's strategic. It's, it's real. So before it was shy rag, before it was all that. It's always been. Gun violence there, gang violence there. It just did, and we didn't have the social media stuff. You didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Part of life. Like I, I don't know if you heard about this kid. Um, Yummy was his name. Okay. He was. He was. He might have been like fourteen or something, thirteen, and it made like national headlines. He was like killed like in a drive-by or something. Yeah. And he was so young. Mm -hmm. And he was banging early. Yeah, you know I'm saying like thirteen that years old early. banging and got killed like on some uh, drive-by stuff. And it was a big thing about how. Like how it has gang violence, you know what I'm saying, gotten too big. Yeah. Yada because it's now affecting this little kid. And so, um, yeah, man, it got real. You know what I'm saying? It got real. 100%. So, you graduate You graduate from high school. Right. Um, were you a good student? I was decent. I didn't really start to care about school, really, until I got to... To college for real, for real. Okay. I was, I was just on the thing like, you know what? I can get a C or a B. That ain't hard at all. Right. That in my sleep. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't really start to say, let's really try to be the best I could be because I got older. And so when I got done with high school, I went to the school in Chicago called Columbia College. I want to be an A&R mm -hmm. or a talent scout. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be in the music business. I wanted to be, you know. Mm, you want to be in the music business. I, I wanted to go, you know what I'm saying? Sign the next hot artist hey. to this label, and get my little cut. I, that, that was my dream job. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I went to Columbia for a year, and I got a funny story about that. That's uh, is that I met this girl who um, knew R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's about to get deep. What? And so the girl had told me because we got cool. We didn't mess around like that, but it was we just become like she was a friend. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? And she actually told me back then that uh, she was at. R. Kelly's house with his like homeboy or something because she did music. She was a singer, and basically to keep it long story short, um, she got raped into a house while he was there. And but not just, by R. Kelly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not by Kelly, but by I mean by People his homeboy. In there there. He knew about it, but it just was like one of them times. Because I will say this about Kelly: back in those days, everybody knew what was going on. Yeah, it was not a surprise to anybody because he. I mean, you see him around the high school. You see R. Kelly around. Really? He was he was like a god there. You know in, what I'm in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. This is this is before Kanye, before all that. It was R. Kelly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying he was he was the man around there, and so he was like almost protected because when nobody say nothing, because he just wow. dropped a new hot song and we back. Yeah. You know whatever whatever. So you know when it, when everything came out about R. Kelly, it was like to us. I mean, people that grew up in Chicago, it was like. Oh, they finally caught him, or is it gonna stick this time? <laughs> yeah. But everybody else was like, "Oh my God, how this happened?" No, yeah. They knew about this. Not yeah. saying it's right or wrong, but it was different times back then. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Hundred percent. But yeah, um, um, so I met her. She told me that I figured out about that stuff, and I made a decision to say, you know what, it's cool. But I felt like I wasn't growing up. Okay. So I had to. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta get out of the city I've been at. So you're 18 now. Yeah, yeah. And you went, me. you went to that, you went to Columbia for yeah. the first year. Yeah, right out of, uh, right out of there, because I was staying at home still. Okay. So and it was like I kind of feel like I'm still at home, like I, yeah. I'm in the dorm still. I'm not in the dorm. I'm in my room still from high school. Mm. I'm still, you know, You're not I'm growing up. Cooler, but I'm not growing up. You're not I'm moving. Having to talk to my mom, like, look, I need to leave because I feel like I'm not. And I had homeboys who stayed at home who really was 
And I, I ain't almost digressing. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um I I, I, I was looking around. I applied to Morehouse. I got into Morehouse, but I'm like, Did I, you always know you wanted to go to HBCU? Um, it wasn't until like my junior year, cause I, I honestly growing up, cause this is also back Chicago. This is back, back Chicago. I honestly wanted to, you know, what I'm saying I wanted to uh, go to um, Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying I want to go to Notre Dame like South Bend. You know, what I'm saying and uh, and 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 then it was Florida State. Cause okay. my, a lot of people don't know my favorite quarterback of all time is Charlie Ward. Really? He never played like in the league, but he was, I mean, he won the highest man. He was the first blend of a black quarterback that was an athlete but played in the pocket. Yeah. I love Charlie Ward. I mean, more number, and that's where 17 came from. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that I black, the, the history of black quarterbacks. Yeah. I want to get into that. I but, but what, what, when you made it to um, your university finally, yeah. was it a culture shock of, um, I'm not at home? I'm not even a coach shot because you grew up around right. all black people, but um, was it more family oriented? Was it what was the difference? The one thing, the reason why I went to Fisk is because for one, it was smaller, mm. and number two, my cousin went to Vanderbilt, so it was up the street. Mm. So I always had the foresight. Oh, you used to get active. I had the foresight. Who are you? No, when you connect them schools, it's active. I had the foresight uh, to say I want to go somewhere that's. Uh, Smaller than because uh, I knew if I went to like Atlanta, I wouldn't have gotten like the focus in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. To speak of my cousin though, there was a couple times where let's say we had some some electrical issues at my school or whatever it might be. Yeah, hey, cuz, what's up with Vandy? Come through for the weekend, come on through. And and of course, look, she was a Delta, all a girl. Oh, it was around. a girl, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, but also my say, hey, hey, this this same cousin with halfway brown, you know what I'm saying? Really? Uh, high school, so they have their like, you know, so their carnival dances in the spring. I'm yeah. On, BCA dances, they still have them. Oh, I'm, I am flying in town for those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, cousin has always been my biggest plug. I love you, Kristen. She's been my biggest plug all the time. <laughs> biggest you know love. Yeah, you need that. You need that. You need a serious plug indeed, indeed. that knows what's going on. Indeed. She was the greatest. So uh, yeah, got to Fisk, and it was just. Um, it was a homely feeling, and also I was raised under uh, like the umbrella of the Black Panther Party. So being okay. around all black folks and being revolutionary was in my DNA. Mm -hmm. So going there was almost like destiny, almost. You yeah. Know what I'm saying she learned about different things, underground railroads, stuff like that, and you know, like the I mean, struggle we've been through, cultural stuff. I wouldn't be going today without going to that school. Wow. I can I say that. So what type of um, pride does HBCUs have? Oh man, it's more about Cause you um, still go back to this day. I still do. And I have I yet do. to want to go back to my school. <laughs> <laughs> I still do. Hey, cause homecomings go hard. I ain't gonna lie. You no, know they, what I'm saying? They do. They but, go that hard. Oh yeah, bro. Um, I need a story. Yeah. Um, I need. A, I need. A, I need an HBCU homecoming story. Cause they they be going. I know they do. I see a funny one. Okay. All right. Like, and it's really recent. So, uh, two years ago, this is before my son was born. I was the last time I was at. Pittsburgh homecoming. I'm down there on the yard. No, I'm, I'm down there in Nashville. I get a phone call. I'm like, hey, what's up? Who is this? Trayvon Akins is like, yo, Park, guess what? I'm like, what? Him and Ty, we in Nashville. Say less. What? Come to homecoming. They got a homeboy to go to Fisk. Yeah. He went to science and medicine. You know what oh, yeah, yeah. Buddy yeah. with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, come to the yard. We on the yard. You know what I'm saying? We got our red 
uh, solo cups out. Anybody that's been to college knows what solo cups is about. Yes, you know right. what I'm saying? Uh, like the Alphas got they punch whatever. One of my best homeboys is a is an Alpha. I'm like train and tie. Hold on, I'll be right back. Yes, I go get pulled up with them. <laughs> Y'all get in there. They, I mean, they like yo. Why do we not? Come to fit. I'm like, bro, I tried to tell y'all in high school. Facts. I tried to tell y'all. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You would be done with Ashland. So, you know what I'm saying? And y'all drove eight hours to go to Nashville. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's it's that real. So, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's, but, the, uh, but to get back to what you said, the reason why it's, they're so significant because it teaches you more about yourself. Yeah. And I fully believe that um, self efficacy is the biggest thing that confidence. If you don't know who you are or where I come from, it's a big deal in, in your confidence. Like, if I can, if uh, if somebody can tell you, oh, you this, you that, well, you know that I didn't come from that. Mm-hmm. And my history don't start with slavery, bro. My history started way before that. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm more than just, you know what I'm saying? I just image you project on on TV to me. And I mm-hmm. think the biggest problem with our people is we lost sight of that. You know what I'm saying? We don't know who we are. We only go based on who they tell us we are. You know what I'm saying? We got a deep history, a rich history that goes beyond slavery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and the more you get into that, I mean, the more it starts to build the confidence inside of that I am more than just some person they paint me as. Okay, so we're in Black History Month, mm-hmm. and um, I've done a few shows, and um, people are really hating Black History Month right. only because it's the shortest month. Right. Uh, you know, all the things that the reason why everybody started to dislike Black History Month right. to begin with as black people right. because it's almost a disrespectful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for an HBCU, how did they handle Black History Month? I mean, honestly, every day was Black History. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Saying? So, like, the fact that it was a month was like, okay, this is the... It wasn't no super it extra... It wasn't a big thing. It was just that, okay, that's what I want to great, do. but it wasn't like we're going to put more emphasis on it than we do like the other day. You know what I'm saying? We might have some more uh, guests come in, but it was guests all the time, but... It was, I'm not going to say it was minimized, but but there was emphasis on on black history every day that we was in school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, whether it be certain classes we took or whatever. So the fact that the United States gave us a month was like, all right, just make the most out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never, like, any issues I have with anything that, were, uh, that, uh, that revolves around black folks, I'm keeping in house with us. Yeah. I'm not going to tell nobody else that. Yeah. It's like with the family members. I might not get along with my auntie, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell, uh, I mean, Somebody outside the family, I'm mad at my auntie. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. House. So if I don't like Black History Month, that's up to us to to Correct. change that over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always tell these kids, gotta get involved in the process. I mean, let's just, I mean, as, as far as the voting process, as, as far as the political process, you gotta get involved in communities. You can't just yeah. say you're not gonna change nothing, but it does change something. Yeah. Yeah. Obama was elected. You know what right. That means if you vote, things can happen. If right. You don't vote. Lucas in the White House now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100%. Hundred percent. So, um, what type of hobbies did you have growing in in college? In college, um, a lot of people know I can draw really well. So, you know really, what I'm saying? yeah, I, I have to draw a whole lot. I used to like, you know, but I used to write for people. I never want to be a rapper, but I can write a track for somebody. Really, say, you do it. I, I don't. I have nice reasons of doing that. I, I was still, you know, I was still hooping every day. And I was still, you know, play a little ball. But I actually, I think. Played uh, baseball in college. You know, yeah. I walked on, played baseball in college. You know what I'm saying? Um, I traveled all through the South. You know what I'm saying? A lot of cool memories of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, What's your favorite? Um, we had to go to uh, the Georgia Con- 
Cordia University in Georgia, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. And I recall that I recall facing this big six, seven, like lefty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he was throwing gas with a mean curveball. Man, I'm talking about the kind of gas where it starts off at your face and bails down. And so you Whoa. bail out and you look hella foolish because he's throwing so much. I'm mean, gonna the curve has some break to it. So yeah, we've had some good memories on uh, been the Russ, been the Stillman, been uh, Marietta. You know I mean, all little, oh, all these little small towns, mm -hmm. Selma, been across the Selma Bridge, mm -hmm. like all these small towns that us Northerners would have no idea about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but I mean, but it gave me more of a um, more of a wider view of the country. Yeah. And stuff that we don't realize is going on. Like, big you, know, you live in your big city all the time. You don't realize. You think that's city. it? That's it's bigger than that, man. Like, I'm pretty sure, like in your college town, uh, it's not a big town, not but it's folks living. That's been out there for years. Living the neighboring in towns, in trees, that. you and, know what I'm saying? In the in the mountains, it's all yeah, that, all of that. It's a whole different lifestyle, though. All it's that. a whole different mm -hmm. lifestyle. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, did you experience any racism? And a funny story, uh, the very first time I got to Nashville, anybody that's been to Nashville knows if you ride down 65 going, to, going towards Cool Springs Mall, they have a monument of the guy that started the KKK. Everybody knows the KKK was founded in Pulaski, Tennessee, which is about a half an hour from Nashville. But they have a monument of this guy, he's on a horse. And the horse is on two legs up in the air. Is his Confederate flags all around? And the guy he has on, no, he's not wearing like the actual thing, but he has like this mean-looking, weird-looking look on his face. But it's actually it, it, it's a monument for this guy like, down there. So when I forget the Nashville. I'm like, oh, oh, this is what it is, huh? Yeah. Really in it. And yeah. So, I mean, so you see Confederate flags down there. You mm -hmm. see different things. It, it's, but I'll say this about the South. I've seen more racism up here than down south. Really? Because people it's are here, hidden. Yeah, it's hidden up here. It's hidden. At least down in they blatant. And I don't like black folks, let me know up front. Yeah. Don't don't have me shaking your hand for like a month and then all of a sudden you lay some some oh some nigga shit and I'll be like, yo, I thought we was cool, bro. Yeah. Like so but um it, it it's you feel it down there, you know. Yeah. I don't want to go down certain roads. I'm not going to go back there. 100. Still so, to this day. Yeah. To this, I'm not going to ride down there. Or there was a time. there was a Confederate um. There was a flag store, um, not even three miles from my school, and at least they had ten Confederate flags. I can imagine just outside, like promoting their, you know, yeah. their flag store. But that's what they were promoting. It is. Like I know there was a period. Of Never time, went to that store yeah. for years. There's been a time where, and I got the idea like from Lil John, because on his CD he had a um, picture of of the Confederate flag. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the the flag of Georgia or something like that. I forget. But anyway, I just keep a a picture of the flag in my room, in my dorm room, so whenever I woke up, mm -hmm. I would see what time it was. Okay. When I got up in the morning, I see that flag and say, all right, well. You know what time it is. Let's get it. You it, know what I'm saying? Did it help growing in, growing up in Chicago, knowing how to move? Oh, yeah, um, definitely, definitely. And just definitely. being swifter than the, than the average Joe, because you had the, definitely. the the colors, the, yeah, definitely. the know who to talk to, know to just keep it pushing, mm -hmm. if anything. Keep it moving. Like in Chicago, um... Yeah, man, it's 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 a way of life. I actually saved the guy in Nashville. He was at the corner store, and this dude had some rags on, and he's from Georgia, but he wasn't he wasn't gang banging. And this other dude walked up and said, "Hey, man, what's good? You see, you wearing the flag? I had to shake up a dude. Oh, he cool, bro. Let him go. Shake up a dude. Okay, bro, tell him to get his stuff together. 
Cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have food. The body here, rotate and then rag off your head. Let's go to campus. So I mean, it it, it, it definitely teach you some life lessons that you can use yeah. later on in life. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. The thing about Chicago makes it different. You walk around with this anger about you. Like, you're okay. always on edge. Yeah. Where it took me a while. Like, when I went down south, you know, people are friendlier down there. They speak 100%. to you. So a lot of times I was down there. First, I'm like, what are they talking to me? Yeah. Then I got to realize, oh, that's how you do it down here. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> It is what it is. And so yeah, that was that was the biggest shock actually, because it was like, what nigga talking to me? I don't know this person. Yeah. We ain't cool. Or why you staring at me, bro? Yeah. Like, you on edge, but not to realize that they just hospitality down there. That's a fact. That's a fact. So uh, parties. Talk to me about the party lifestyle. I know you partied a lot. Man, um, tell me. Uh, so just tell me some a story or two. You ain't got to get too in depth. And then tell me like. What is your pregame look like? What is your like? T- <laughs> teach these kids how to turn up, bro. All right, so look, this is what it was, bro. So the right way, cause you here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, you yeah. made it. Yeah, I mean we good. So we, I'll tell you, um, my junior year, my junior year, my junior year of college, uh, it was homecoming weekend. Um, we in the dorm, nice pregame. You know what I'm saying? My uh, my dude got. You know what I'm saying? We was we was heavy into the. The absolute back then, the vodka. Mm. Oof, man. The vodka back then. The honey Ah, that's another story for another Okay. Day. I said, uh, so we, I mean, like the regular blue label, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we get the, we get the vodka, me and my boy, homeboy. We had about, I say, over the course of a night, 16 shots of vodka, you know what I'm saying? Go to the party. T.I. is there. We pull up on the outside. Okay. T.I. and Tiny is right. By the gym, like, what? Literally, like right there. But you know, they cool. They drove down from the A. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, they drove down. So we, oh, what up, Tip? What up, Tip? You know, Tip was cool. You know what I'm saying? But we, I mean, we own one, of course. You know, you got the the good medicine. You know what I'm saying? Going around. So yeah, it sure. is what it is. And so we would go hard to the point where we would. You know what I'm saying? We like to go. You know what I'm saying? Get and drink before the party. Going there, it's packed in there. You know what I'm saying? And one thing about down south when they get to play in the 3-6 or the or like the little job back in them days it's going ridiculous you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so then party glass i'm of course it's sweat house hot i feel like a big ass house party you know what i'm saying um this I mean, is before twerking was a big deal you know what i'm saying so it, it's just it's just it's girls everywhere you know oh yeah because hey, one thing you don't know about black schools the ratio be like 14 to 1. You Talk about that for a second. <laughs> just, to, just to give me a little. <laughs> hey, so we did the calculations, right? Right. So let's so, so so at Fisky was like fourteen to one. Um, TSU it was like uh, seventeen to one, and at Vandy it was like thirteen to one. So, so I mean, I mean, I mean, you cross out the the gay guys as well. That makes it more of an average about. For every one guy, it's about 40 women to go around. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So there's no need to hate. There's no weed. There's no, no. need to be. No. Look, there was enough more, to go around. The more the merrier. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was always. And I always tell people, whenever you think about one of black colleges, that ratio, man. Yeah. That ratio, man. It, it, Dude, it, so was they after you, though? The, I mean, that, was look, they after you, Look, man. I was I was, I was a light-skinned dude with braids, you know what I'm saying? Oh, right you had braids back in the day? Yeah, I, 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 I had the long braids. Oh, no. I was looking like a member of Bones of the Harmony back then. I know what they did for yeah. me, so I yeah. know it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. And so, they, it, 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 like, it was always lovely because 
Like, I don't know what it was, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be like the Chicago thing or be the Cleveland thing. Because everybody back in them days wanted to come to Cleveland and go to St. Clair or want to know about Bone or whatever. Like, I don't know him personally, but if, if you come visit, like, I've got a lot of people to come to Cleveland. Yeah. I've got a lot of girls coming to Cleveland. Really? You know like, come to Cleveland. Why? Just come to Cleveland. It's cool. Oh, I like Cleveland. Yeah, I know. It, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, it, it, it was definitely lovely. You know what I'm saying? I remember having um my very first week orientation week i'm down there and they had these little mini braids in so i had like these three girls taking my braids out on campus like on the yard what? Just sitting there. i mean it was it was lovely man I, you I was mean, living like that I was, I was i was living lovely then it's then the same then like uh, about a week later i met this girl she's a delta actually from cleveland cold as hell Look at the memory. Look at the. She ain't gonna hear this, but her name was Ivy, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So cold as hell. So she's like, look, hey man, come to the room. You know what I'm saying? Just come chill, be my homegirls. Her homegirls from Cleveland too, named Stephanie. So I'm sitting in the room chilling with her. They would leave me in their room. Like y'all, I mean, you can sit in there almost like like the little brother act. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Even though I didn't want to be there, but it is what. Hey, it is. you gotta get in, play, get in, yeah, get in where you fit in. So all of a sudden it's day. Well, I'm in the room, and all of a sudden these three or four girls walk in. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm an Ivy ain't here. They're like, oh, yeah, we know. So, I mean, um, two more girls walk in. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, well, you know, they's like, and so they like, she sent us up here to, to make sure you good. To good? I'm like, all right, so I wind up getting your hand massages, back massages. What? All these girls just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, this is the life. I'm a freshman. Like, Oh, you a freshman? Yes, I'm, a, I'm, I'm fresh on campus. Maybe there about a month. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lord so have mercy. It was, it was, I've been a Delta guy my entire life. So, but uh, it, it's, 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 it's been, yeah, it was, it was definitely lovely, man. You know what I'm saying? That's it was what's up. lovely. You know, all all in due respect, ladies. It was nothing, you know, nothing ever foul going on, but it was Big just facts. lovely back then. Big facts. Uh, so you're going through college. Um, do you like the the the, the route you're taking as far as academically? Honestly, bro. Um, in college, I don't know what I want to do. I know I'm gonna graduate. Um, I was just I was trying to graduate. Like, yeah. I had no idea about you know. Uh, um, about a career at that time, I had no, I hadn't even thought about the coaching yet. It didn't cross my mind. Like, you know, what I'm saying I was just, I'm trying to graduate, and I'll figure it out when I get done. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It wasn't until I got to grad school that I really realized what I wanted to do. Now, where'd um, you go to grad school at? I went to CSU for grad school. Okay, you know what I'm saying so you come back up here. Yeah, yeah, I did. But actually, my very first taste of coaching actually, um, when I really took it serious, was I was. It was a girl playing softball, and I always run. I was running this. Yeah, you know I'm saying this girl playing softball, and she was oh, we cold. gonna get to them women. Yeah, and she was cold, man. Women. And and she's like, "Yo, why don't you come help us out with our softball team?" I'm like, "Just to be around her." Oh, okay, let's go help out. I play baseball, so <laughs> I can help you out. Next thing you know, she's one of our coaches. I'm like, "Well, you know, I got my own thing to deal with, but I'll help you out of practice. I'll come through kick it with y'all." Mm. And that's how it it it, it kind of was like, you know what? And that was in college. Yeah, this is my grad my, my, school. Senior year of college, as okay, friend. and I remember being like, I started like, you know what, I wonder how that'd be to coach one day. But anyway, I, I kind of and you just dubbed it for a second and just said, you know what, whatever. I let things take care of itself, and so yeah, graduated. What'd you graduate in? With I got um I got a liberal arts degree with a minor in psychology. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So uh, because what I want to do, I want to be an artist that used art and blended it with psychology. You know okay, so like. I mean, I mean, you know, see cats, they, they use images or pictures, mm -hmm. how you feeling, and stuff like that. And so then I realized that, all right, you know what I'm saying, let's, uh, I mean, let's kind of get out of here and, and get back to the crib, because mm -hmm. I'm not, 
I didn't want to stay down there. And I felt like I had to go home and like reset some things and get back to my foundation. In and the crib being Cleveland, not Chicago. Cleveland, yeah, yeah. So, what made you make that decision? Because, uh, I, I mean, I had seen people that stayed down there, and yeah. I didn't want to go through that. Struggle. So you was done with Chicago at that yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. Because, matter of fact, my... Just mentally. Yeah, oh, yeah. My uh, my parents actually moved from Chicago my sophomore year. Okay. So my freshman year of college, I went back to Chicago, like, for the summertime. After gotcha. that, I didn't go back for, like, maybe, like, six years. Bro. Okay. It had been a minute since I went back. And then when I finally went back, it was so different because our house was gone. It was just yeah. a vibe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, when I came back after college, I graduated. I was like, I don't want to sit down in Nashville. I'm dying to Chicago. That's a different animal. I go to Cleveland. I reset myself. Get my little plan together. Mm -hmm. Whatever that may be. And start to work things out. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh... So you wanted to get into music first. I did, yeah. So talk about that. Cause we talked about it a little bit yeah. earlier off camera. But so I came back. Here, Cause he I, got mixtapes. I do, bro, and I let y'all hear it one day. <laughs> uh, mixtapes, real masters. I even had an album to Borders, but anyway. Uh, wow. So came back here was like, man, I really want to give it a shot, man. I really want to see what's gonna happen with this, you know. At least give it a chance, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so I linked up with some cats, um, and I'm like, yo, look, I had some homeboys from uh, like from uh, from Nashville, out from Chicago that rapped and all that. So I'm like, look, I got an idea where I'm gonna gather all these beats together. And so before. For all y'all youngsters, um, before there was Khaled, there was K Slay, and it was uh, Drama One Out Yet, uh, D uh, DJ Clue was used, and and Flex was used too. So okay. these, these guys were basically guys been around for forever. Yeah, a long time. So basically, these guys that, that uh, like the Khaled got his input from, where they gotcha. would get the beats and all that, they would put artists to beats, arrange an album, and put out their album featuring these people like well the dj used to be bigger too way bigger way bigger D the dj used to be the yeah, the person you need a dj yeah they're rocking the crowd for you exactly they're, 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 i'm there mixing the cutting the culture is changing that. completely you do this no more and i mean and if you and you gotta love a dj but so i mean like that's why I like the Khaled mold has been done before. It's not yeah. a new thing. So did, so he I'm just took it to yeah, the next it is, level. It and social media, Khaled, and social media helped yeah, on Khaled, and everything. You know what I'm I mean, so I'm like, let me get these these artists I know. I'm going to mess them up with beats I want to hear them on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to arrange it. I'm going to add in my drops. I'm going to add in my intro. I'm going to add in my sound effects. I'm going to design a cover, do all the end stuff, and lay a plan out. And so we basically, we, I mean, we did this whole mixtape called Guilty by association. Okay. The monsters of the midway. Which, uh, playing off that, uh, I'm off the Chicago and Cleveland connection. That was the whole thing. That was the whole thing behind it. You know, so I did the mixtape. Did as, as as we were doing it, did the album as well called the um, uh, Prescription with this with this label called Tomahawk Records. You can look it up on online now. As a matter of fact, it's kind of funny. Okay. And so did the the real album got the borders. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we did a bunch of shows around the area. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was a I was a hype man for a couple of years. Yeah, you know hey, I'm definitely a hype man for a couple years. I didn't know that like <laughs> you know And so <laughs> it, it was fun for a while, but then like I was I was telling you off camera that like it felt like after a while, after about maybe three years, it was more important to me than the people that was actually rapping. That's not all of them, just some. You know what I'm saying? Not all of them. Yeah, so it's like, man, I don't even rap. If I could rap, I'd do my own stuff, but uh, I'm not going to be breaking my back to like no, your career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what you doing? Wait. So it, it 
definitely went, you know what I'm saying, very well. Made a lot of good music, you know what I'm saying, a lot of good experiences. But based off that, I said, you know what, I gotta get back to school. I gotta get to grad school, man. Okay. So you, did you take a whole year off? I took like maybe three years off. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I did. I, I, I dove head in 100% with his music grind. You know what I'm saying? Really? We're going to do it. You know I'm sounding like you now. Yeah, yeah, the way I'm it. moving. We're going to do it. We're going to get all in. Light night studio sessions. Uh, masters. I still got all the masters like at home now to this day. Really? All that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what did you learn from that time? That when I look back on it, the initial goal that I wanted to have of being an a r in a roundabout way, I was still doing the same thing. I was trying to find talent mm -hmm. and maximize it the best way I thought I could. Mm -hmm. and with certain stuff. So I, I that kind of helped you with coaching. It definitely did. It, 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 it all played Trans right to the part. You know wow. what I'm saying? And it's, it's looking back on life. it. It's funny we look back on it because I had no plan like that. But I learned that you got to go grind, man. And I'd rather have control over my my direction than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to go down, it's going to be on my time, on me. my terms. It's going to be on me. I'm going to grind, I'm going to grind. I want to have to worry about, you feel like coming today, man? Oh, no, right. I got to hold, no, we ain't, doing, we ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? So That get um, old so fast. So old, so old. It gets so fast. It's so old. And so, um, yeah, man. So you go into grad school, You so you let the music thing go uh -huh. when, you, when you decide go, to go into grad school. When the grad school. What did you um, go into grad school to get? To I want to be a teacher. I want to be an art teacher. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That is what initially brought me to hey okay you know what i'm saying because we had a we're in class and they're like okay well you gotta you know what i'm saying pick out these these locations for for internships we internship. so mm, I said, and hey was on there so i said john hey the art teacher is also the athletic director oh, that's perfect what? art teacher that's the right, i want to i want to coach anyway you know what i'm saying so at that time you knew you wanted to coach yeah because before uh actually i skipped a little part before i before I got into grad school, uh, mm -hmm. while I was in the music as well, um, there was a guy named Eugene White. He's actually the coach at uh, Lutheran East now. Okay. Good dude. He's like he's been like a mentor to me. I always pick him up when I can. Um, and I, I used to be at Heights Rexing all the time, like okay. working out, whatever. And he was like, "Hey, um, hey, Mike, I heard you, you are, are are interested in coaching." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I thought about it." He said, "So look, I got this uh, fifth and sixth grade traveling team." You know what I'm saying? I was come help me out. Mm -hmm. So okay, cool, help him out. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if, if on purpose he did this, but it'd be some kind of tip like you ain't gonna be there. You just do it. Really? You want to practice? You coach the game. I check back in later. All right, okay. Let me see what this is about. So it went from there to like same kid. I mean, we actually won the championship that year. He wound up leaving and saying, like, "I'm about to leave. I'm gonna give you the whole team now." What? And so we told the director all that. He, so I'm sitting there like, this is my very first time coaching, and you had coaching. Uh, yeah, he like, you got it, man, because these kids are now seventh eighth grade now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I got them, whatever. And all these kids now are like, it's kind of funny seeing them because they're like, you know, older now. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, there's a guy who was. Have you ever heard the name Marion Jackson? I think so. He, he goes up to Toledo right now. You know okay. What I'm he is. Balling up there, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But matter of fact, on that fifth grade uh, team, he was in third grade. Wow. He was playing up. Now, this is the first kid we was giving, calling 
open for. He's a mm. third grader going to work. Yeah. I knew he was going to be real. Yeah. And so when I see him now, it's like, man, I remember when he was a third grade, bro. I remember he was, you know what I'm saying? He came a long way. You get all, all conference nines. He might be league bound. You know what I'm really? saying? Really? So look up Marion Jackson. Uh, like Toledo, he's doing his thing out there. And support that brother with the Garfield Heights. He's 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 one of our own here. But he, he was... He was on that very first team, though. You yeah. Know and so from there, next year I started coaching, you know what I'm saying, like, higgled and job. After that, I went to AAU. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where I would help Gene out with the Friends for Life. He still has that program. Mm -hmm. I think it's more uh, girl-centered now, mm -hmm. but Gene's a hell of a coach, man. I get a lot of my stuff, like, from him. Um, and then after that, I, I, I branched off and started my own AAU program for, like, Three years, I have my own AU program. You know really? Saying? Yeah. And but this yeah. is all keep us keep us in that time. What, yeah, this what, is all what? before grad school. Okay. After college, during the music time. Okay. Yeah, you know I'm saying. So you're diving into that yeah, coaching. I'm, I'm in here. So, I mean, so I did that for two years. Uh, at the end of of my own program, I joined this program called uh, 4K. It's, it's, I think they still got a team out now, whatever. But that's when I was starting in grad school as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, grad school, AD, yada, 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 come up to John Hay, meet the former AD, no names, please. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I want to be up here with you. She's like, okay, I come on, you know what I'm saying? Then I met head coach, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I want to come out and help out. I think this is your sophomore year, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that began the entire coaching of being a hey. And look, it is eight, nine years later. Yeah. I've been on every floor in some capacity. Here I am. Um, but actually, what a part that I've been told people about, the reason why I left science and medicine okay. was because the former AD, no names please, she had told, and it's, it's, it might blow you a little bit. She had told my supervisor at the time that I was more concerned with teaching the kids what it meant to be black than I was art. And I'm like, I just, I, I can't jig with that. You know what I'm saying? I, I need to have either somebody black or some or a male because this ain't going to work. Because, I mean, I, I'm, I am a black man, so I am going to put emphasis on things, but I'm, well, I deem important. Yeah. I'm talking to all black kids mainly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why you have an issue with that? So that me and her always had a weird relationship. Well, mm -hmm. of course, we wanted to be in cool. I guess she feel like he's going to be around here anyway. Yeah. In capacity. So, yeah. Um, but that's also when I realized that I don't want to be a teacher, man, because I, I don't want to have to be relegated to a lesson plan or to like a standard. I'd rather be a guidance counselor and, and move how I want to. And True. Be able to, you know, I like interact with kids on, on a personal level. So, so that's how that went down. And when I made that, uh, that switch from a teaching to, to guidance counseling and went on from there and, you know what I'm saying, finished up my, um, 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 my degree at Cleveland State um, and got my master's. And now in the meantime, all this is still. Yeah, we're well, still. Well. I mean, we hear every, you know, every week and we get it in winning games and and whew, having a hell of a history and, and like a historic run and changing hay around and going to the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And looking at all these names around here. And oh, my goodness. So all many, these players that so many. was during this time. So when did you know you could do this as a co on, a, on a very high level mm -hmm. as a coach? When did you know? Like, I'll say this. Like, and, it, and I know you said it off of, 
off a of camera, but I always felt that if you could, t like, that if you took a, a black quarterback who had this, the athletic s skills and you merged it with the preparation or the the development of, like, a white quarterback mm -hmm. per se. So let's say you was the typical. bridge. The typical. Yeah, let's say you was the bridge. Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, who would you have? The best quarterback ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You bridge the two in the middle, and, and the whatever that child ever. was, be the best quarterback ever. You know what I'm saying? The size, the skill, he could run, he could throw, he could break down defenses. So in my time before I got to coach, I would always watch the games and watch this, not for the highlights, but for the, the small aspects. How's mm -hmm. this footwork? How's this so-and-so? Because I love the position. And so um, when I got here, and when I met um, Ryan at first, the bump at first, Cause I mean, cause Malik wasn't playing quarterback yet. Yeah, he was. And then when I met him, I said, "This kid might, cause he's a lefty too. You don't come across, you know, said lefty. This kid might have the it to be all right. Let's see what we can do." You know yeah. And that's how I initially had the idea to make, not to make him, but to at least steer him in a direction where, if he maximizes it, and he could really be amazing. You yeah. Know what I'm saying, and 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 even he'll say, "This is." A, like it was our first time going through it, man. Like our first time visiting with, because nobody gave us a game plan with me with the coaches or visits or none of that. Yeah, we did it all. Like we thought was right. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get that. Deal. What did you learn from that experience uh, working with Malik? Um, that there is definitely a blueprint on getting a a college scholarship. There's and what is blueprint. that blueprint? Uh, the blueprint is. Football, roughly, I gotta have some talent. Roughly, yeah. I really got a talent. I gotta have, you know what I'm saying? I gotta I gotta play a little bit. But I gotta go to I gotta get some quality film. I gotta go on these visits. I gotta be going to junior days when the, when the time comes. I gotta go to school specific camps where schools could when I see you that school could but this could see you at. You know what I'm saying? I gotta prepare off season. It's a year long grind. It ain't yeah. like no whatever. And if you do all these things and 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 things fall in line because I believe if you do all that stuff, you work out, you put that stuff in, you win games. So, and all fall in line, and you get that phone call. So, what what do you think um, for players is the most pivotal time for them to start? Okay, let me get my my list of schools I'm about to do, um, junior days I'm about to do, um, uh, teams I want to reach out to just to, the, to for them to get my film like right. like because you you got to think like I did it on my own too like yeah, I got yeah. my scholarship on my own too <laughs> yeah. so there is a formula to mm -hmm. getting to doing it on your own mm -hmm. but a lot of kids rely on their right. um, coaches and on their yeah, parents sure. to get it out there but with what we at where we're at right now in society you could do it all sure. yourself so what formula could we give these kids these high school players like I told you about that right. quarterback mm -hmm. I was talking to you about what formula could he use to get his stuff out there I would say if you plan by the before your by, I, I would say by the end of your freshman year I should be of course I'm working out I'm doing all that stuff I'm, I'm doing all that field stuff but I need to start going to the uh, camps my my like the summer of my sophomore year. Summer of sophomore year. I, I got to get my name out there at least a little bit. So Going point, into your junior year. Yeah, to the point you're on the radar I, I now. agree. You're like, agree. oh, man, I, who is this kid? Well, he, he, Numbers look good. Young. We'll see how he looks after this year. So, so I'm excited that sophomore year, now it's like, oh, let me invite you out to the school. Now, the junior mm -hmm. day, yada, 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 ain't your playing out there. So, I was at the freshman year, 
I'm on it. I'm okay. not waiting for nobody. Don't okay. wait for your head coach. Don't wait for nothing. You can do it yourself nowadays. Yeah. Now, and even if you don't got the film, you're, after your freshman year, you can indeed. start going to these camps. You, go to camps, you yeah. can start going to these other, um, getting these people's faces. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not playing right now, yeah. but I'm a freshman. Because I've seen people get, I mean, get offered who didn't see any film. They saw me at the camp and said, oh, you look good on camp, you look good here, and you're out of school, I want to offer you a deal right now. Wow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I've seen kids get offered like on the spot like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's that, like we talked last time, like in, the, uh, like in our meeting, it's that, uh, like the point of being like prepared early. Yes. And not, and I mean, there's no time to be caught slacking because you never know when your interview might be. At any moment, you'll be interviewed. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And the coach might say, I mean, like we, I mean, we go back to like the Malik thing. We was at Ohio State camp, and um, and uh, and they called four QBs in into the Woody Hayes Center, and they and and it brought about combined ten receivers and DBs in. And Urban is sitting where you are. He tell the kid what the play is, and they run routes. And Urban's sitting right there like this. Really? So if you make a mistake. Mm -hmm. You do good, okay. Let me talk to you again. Joe Burrow was down there. Really? Yes, he was in. He was in the Woody Center. What is it? Now I'm, I, and I, I'm pretty sure that there was probably some DB receivers down there too. I just don't know. I don't exactly who they were. Yeah. But I remember how Joe Burrow was throwing that ball. He was. He I spiraled, bro. That really? boy was that boy was humming. So, and he was just he, he looks uber polished. You know what I'm saying? Like that guy gonna be all right. Yeah. I guess a year later now, you see he's about to right. be now. So I remember him being there. He was one of the guys up on the side. And Malik was there. This other guy from New Jersey was there. I think that was it. You know what I'm saying? But it was downpouring rain outside. So for the other campers, it's shitty outside. But if you're in the, the, and you in the you're inside, you're, I'm inside with the Eddie Center. So I'm in here with all the coaches, all the players, yeah. all the top players is all inside of here. And they're getting that work in. We're going one on ones right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So as a coach, um, what type of relationships have you built? Um, just speaking on the Woody Hayes, like mm -hmm. being next to uh, a, a major coach like that, mm -hmm. um, being close to these players, just seeing them before they even blossom into the, who they become. Man. What type of connections have you made that made it easier for you to get players looked at? Oh, yeah, and whenever you meet with coaches, you got to put your best, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, you, I believe you don't want to like oversell, but you mm -hmm. want to make, make a good relationship with them. Hey, got to get a card. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're thinking about? What you're looking for? You know what I'm saying? Looking for that? Okay, cool. Well, this guy, you know, so and so, be honest with him. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, man, he's a really good kid. Look raw, but he can get there though. Grades is good, or they can be a little better. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe that if you don't, if you don't lie to coaches, it won't come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. If I tell the coach, hey, man, this kid is a, is a phenomenal hard worker, and he gets there, he don't, and, and he's lazy as hell. The coach gonna say, damn, coach, you know what I'm saying? You didn't. Now you gonna look at the, the next one? You yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just, I mean. The building quality relationships and biting them up here. They, in, in my old office, I have coaches in my office all the time. Really? And you know just coming to see Javon or Boyd or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they, um, I mean, they're in here, they're sitting face to face. I got, you know what I'm saying? We're building relationships, we're talking. And, and so then you go to camps and see them again. It's like, hey, remember that time he's always, yeah, coach, how's it going? Yada, yada. Or, you, or you go to the games. Hey, what's up, coach? Yeah. yeah game now? Oh, yeah, it's good. So, you know, it, it's it's a process, man. I mean, you got to work your hand. Not, I mean, don't be over. Bearing with it, but just be decent with them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Be a person, but be yeah. strategic yeah, in how you're moving. Definitely, because we are here for a business. 100%. I'm here to get players. I'm here to give you players. Exactly. I just want you to make it seem like that's all we're doing it for. Yeah, because it's for the betterment of the of the kid at indeed, the end of the day. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, um. How does a how does a a, a team um, like a John Hay right. who um, who has ups and downs 
um, build a relationship with the Kent State, with the um, with a, with some good D two schools right. like Notre Dame, mm -hmm. um, Rooster. Like, how do they? How do we start to build these so we're they're getting those Glenville scholarships on a regular basis? Like, once you get those one or two, you gotta just keep on milking that relationship. Okay. Once you get that one or two, that's what Gen does. Once you got that one, whether it be whether it was whether it was Teddy Junior or Troy, once you get that one. And they can trust that you're gonna send them good quality players. You know what I'm saying? You'll develop it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it almost develop itself. You got to, but you gotta maintain. I mean, you gotta maintain communication with them. Yeah. Yes, you gotta be visible. You can't just send that one guy and be like, all right. Yeah. I'm gonna see you again. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes even send them cards every now and then. Hey, really? Man, Merry Christmas, man. Yeah. So yeah, we I'm a union. You, you don't know how big that could be for somebody. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? We, hey, we, hey, we, hey, we. I mean, we, we trying to grease palms here. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Reese Bombs here. 100%. And so just, it, but you got to get that one though. You get that one, it makes it even easier. You know what I'm saying? That's why you can see more guys coming around here because they know that there's a, that there's a, a pool of talent they can pull from. It's something here. Yeah, it's definitely and something here. of course, here. the degrades be good. It makes it easier. 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know we spoke. I know you spoke on um, accountability right. when you first got on the podcast. Yeah. Um, how did coaching help you with your accountability outside of coaching? It made me grow up, man. Like it made me grow up. I can't be having those those wild Friday nights of a game on Saturday. What What age was that for you? Twenty. Let me see. Twenty seven, twenty eight, okay. twenty nine, and I and I I made some mistakes where I've had some hangovers on some games and been like, why no. not do this to myself? Oh yeah, I, I got I got two two distant memories. One was basketball. This is on, on some AAU days. The only time I said I really don't want to be lose today, so I can go home. Wow. And, and one time was uh, that was being twenty seven, twenty eight. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I learned it, real easy. The other time was um, it was your junior year. Uh oh. No, this is your senior year. Uh oh. It's exclusive right senior here. Senior year, right? And we played Rhodes, mm -hmm. right? At okay. Rhodes. Okay, you know I know and, this game. And, uh, bro, I had the worst hangover ever. The night before, me and my homeboy went to Secrets. Ooh. Right? And so... We That's not even out no more. Yeah, Secrets we, not even here no more. Uh, yeah, man. And so we, we get it in. I wind up leaving Secrets. I'm driving home. Mm. There's a Taco Bell on is that um, is it Snow Road or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put on Taco Bell. I take me like a two-hour nap, bro. I get up, I drive to the crib, I call coach. I said, "Look, I'm gonna meet y'all at the game, man. I can't, I can't be at the school at no 7:30. I just can't do it. Meet y'all at the field. I'm Gatorade up. I'm Sprite, ginger ale, all that." That game about like a blur. I mean, I mean, I mean, we blew dudes out. Yeah. But that was the last time I said, you know what? I can't do this no more, man. Cause yeah. I feel like I can't be if I'm not at my best. If I'm not ready to, I mean, whatever, I'm doing my players a, a disservice. Big fact. Cause I'm not, I'm not all in there. I'm, I'm, I'm there, and yeah, you know, but I mean, I'm not able to be. You know what I'm saying? Hey, adjustment here, or I'm, I'm, I'm not that. So at that point, I said, no more. If I gotta get the next day, I'm not drinking. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I wait till I, I wait till after the game, and then we kick it. But and so it really made it really. Like I told Malik, I tell y'all, y'all made me grow up. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I had yeah. to be. I gotta be here, man. I gotta be up in, in, 
at 7 a.m., 7.30. You know how Coach D was back in the day. Oh. He'd be to school at 6.45. The game was at 9. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or the game at 10. We didn't. Whatever. So, Early as hell. But, I mean, it was, a, it was a blessing, though. You know what I'm saying? Because at one point you need to grow up, but there's a reason to make you mature. And that, mm-hmm. and that would make it so beautiful. So I look back now and it... it, it 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 laid the foundation uh, for some positive like behaviors that you know not not a big deal now it's like all right I can wait till I'm in the appropriate time mm-hmm. game's over mm-hmm. everybody's home now we can chill and have to worry about getting up in the morning big facts mm-hmm. so um, I want to talk about the players you you've coached a little bit right. um, and just your your mindset your outlook on them uh, who do you like to coach better guys or girls um. Let's actually let's rephrase that. Yeah. Who, who who is easier to coach, women or um, or men? Girls are, because guys. Think I hear that all the time. Especially in basketball, football is different. But the guys basketball, they think they know everything. You know what I'm saying? Guys, like, and rightfully so, they play all the time. You know what I'm saying? Guys, you gotta you gotta show them more. Like I will literally bust your ass out here. One hundred percent. Now oh now you believe me? Okay fine. Well girls hey okay whatever. So that it, in that respect. It's easier coaching girls, you know what I'm saying? Okay. In that respect. Now, of course, you can do way, uh, way cooler stuff with guys, you know what I'm 100%. saying? Backdoor lives, alley oops, whatever, all kind of stuff. But we're now we're in the girls' game. Do the same thing with them too as well, because they can go hard. You? you know what I'm saying? I mean, now, now they might not be the backdoor live dunking the ball, but they'll live and lay it up. Ooh. You can open like for a girl, and they'll get active out there, busy. Okay. You know what I'm saying so. It's, I mean, the girls came has come leaps and bounds in the past 100%, 100%. 10 years. You know what I'm saying? To where... Athleticism oh, just man, skyrocketed. Girls, man. These girls are ridiculous. I know girls have to bust some guys' ass out here. 100%. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And you, like, and you should not be embarrassed by that. Like, she's raw, bro. She like, does what she does. <laughs> yeah, she does, what she's And she does it well. Heck yeah, man. So, um, how do you handle different, different players' emotions? I think... I fully believe that we have to be individuals inside of a team dynamic. Right, mm. so I can't treat everybody the same way. And I get this from, like you know, looking at coaches like the, because I mean, coaches I look up to are like the the Phil Jackson, the Tony Junjis, the the coaches that are able to uh, build relationships with a a the player is as obsessive as Jordan, and build a relationship with a player as Wild Dennis Robin. Both on my team, I both got to you know, so I both got to in some kind of way. But it's how I approach them. Yes. This is how I build them. So everybody has to, I mean, you got to be relatable to all your players. 100%. And I don't mean you've been over backwards for them, but you got to be able to, to relate to them. So I know that if I, I know what buttons to push on certain players, either mm. you know, I know how to channel certain passion that like a player might have. And how did you learn, how did you start to learn that those different Thing. Honestly, I remember going back when I was a kid. My mom had always told me you got to have a different conversation for everybody. That's a hundred percent. Because yeah, everybody exactly. likes to talk the same with I everybody. Can't. You can't, can't to get where you want to yeah. go or yeah. to get the what you want out of that person. Yeah, because what may offend you may not offend somebody else and vice versa. Exactly. So you got to be different with everybody. I can't be the same person. So that's exactly. where it really came from. So, um, and I might be a little biased on this one. Um, mm-hmm. what's your What's your overall favorite team that you've coached? Oh man, uh, the the um, your senior year, y'all like that, hey. that that football team, and it was that football team with my one A. Okay, and my one B is is the uh, the JV team, Nigel's freshman year. Okay, so it was Nigel Javon, and this is basketball. Yeah, Cam. Harry Bobo, Tyrone, 
Randy, Tyrese. We had a squad. Oh, that that's year, a squad. Man. We used to, that's we, some athletes right there. We used to give varsity that working practice. Really? Yes. Yeah, you know I'm saying it got real. Like, I and mean, Nigel was because Nigel was, he was good. A freshman. Yeah. yeah, he was solid. Like he was. I mean, of course, he wasn't nice as now, but he was definitely a slasher. And like he said, like in the one podcast, like last time he talked to him, I remember that time he said, "Hey, Park, you know what?" you mind if I got the rebound and push this? Oh, <laughs> ball means. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, when I first met Nigel, I always envisioned him as being like a, or like at this time, a Garnett-like player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he was a mild guy back then. Mm hmm Hey, scream when you're done. Be passionate. Mm hmm Be, you know, be aggressive. There's a play he can tell you about. We're in, we're at Sandusky High School. Mm hmm All right? And... Good JV game, you know what I'm saying? They come down, the game is tied. You know what I'm saying? The game is tied, the game is tied. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, uh, it's it's uh it's like six seconds left. I call a timeout. Um, I tell Nigel, look, we're gonna run a um, a four hot set. For people I know that means you got four players across from the wing, elbow, elbow, wing, guard up top. So I said, Nigel, if we if they make that switch and lead his big on you, go to the basket. Mm -hmm. So we run the play, have to get it. That's a friend, by the way. Now I got juniors and sophomores up here that are probably like, coach what's up? Getting the ball, he, I'm like, rip through low and attack. Don't even worry about the bump. You know what I'm Rip through low, attacks, lay up like for the game winner. You know what I'm saying? What? He, I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that. I'm like, man, because I'll tell players, I'll tell players, Hey, I'll pass you the ball, you're going to shoot it, and it's going to go in. Now, in my mind, I believe it's going to happen, but I don't know if it is. Mm -hmm. And when it happens, it's almost like it seems, it seems prophetic almost. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like if I make you believe in yourself that much, you'll get it I done. Believe you, you'll get it done without yeah. thinking about it. I believe in you, knock it down. Knock it down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And they'll do it. And so that's my biggest thing is I've always been one to, to really promote confidence. 100%. Couldn't go. Like, I remember like you was in high school, man. Make that cut, get down, heel and go. Yeah. Go. 100%. Jump cut. Go. You know 100%. <laughs> get down, heel. And then when you see it, it's almost like, man. Right. I'm a fan now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm watching the game now. Right. Man, that's amazing to do, man. It's amazing to do. Okay, so um, what is your mindset going into um, a new season? New season is just, I mean, like to keep on building as far as with uh, the Shaw football thing to really go harder with, I'm, I'm like with these QBs, we develop them because that's, you know, I mean, I mean we got to get better. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to having an entire offseason. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of coming in like in June, mm -hmm. an entire offseason and really getting, really, really working on things and seeing what we got going forward. Is, and that same like a shaker basketball too as well, like having a good offseason. We've already had our exit meeting, so we know, I mean, some players know what to expect for next year, what we expect them to be at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's going to be exciting to have as much gym and field access as I can now. Yeah. The past can have that. So now it's like, oh, let me be the gym, let me be the field. We can use whatever we want to. And just really continue to grow. Like, I don't expect to go from four wins to 12, but I want to see growth. That jump. Consistent growth. Uh, yeah. consistent if we see growth. that, then we'll be okay. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about, because you talked about how you've impacted um, these kids. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you just watch the Life of an Ex-Athlete page, your name pops up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every, every couple weeks, every couple weeks, your name just keeps popping up. I sit down with somebody different, and it's just like, yeah, Coach Parker this, Coach Parker that. And it's like, um, was that always the goal? 
to impact them in a way where they're speaking so highly about you, like they're like almost you're a father figure to them. Honestly, my brother, it never, it never, it never, it never crossed my mind, man. I never had envisioned that it would wind up where it did. I was doing it to see, let's make sure this kid it graduates and has opportunity to go to uh, college. I was thinking about full rides mm. and all that. That mm -hmm. was never part of the plan. Just get to college, man. Get to college, you figure out what you're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I. I had no idea about that, so it's very humbling, and I swear these guys want to get me like emotional whenever they say. I'll be like, man, y'all trying to get me to you know crack up up here, but it, it's just I never knew where to get to where it got to. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm saying, but it just makes me more excited about the future. Yeah, I want to see these guys do uh, camps at the college. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or they become coaches, or they become on on my staff one yeah. day. Yeah, that's the progression. You know what I'm saying. Or they get their own program one day. Yeah. I help them out. You know what I'm saying? So, it like it was never. I mean, for me, it was never about. I mean, what I envision or what I want to see done. It was almost like destiny, almost. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it kind of, if you're in a position to uh, like to prosper and you keep on pushing ahead, then you will see the fruits of your labor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if they go on to do great things, then fantastic. But the fact that they graduated, they're already a success story. The fact that they went to college. A success story. The fact they got a degree, success story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the. But not thing. even just that. They're thriving in and the sports true. that they're playing. That's true. Um, you know, I mean, we can. The list goes on. Nigel, we just it's spoke true. about. Yeah. He's having a great freshman Man. year. Um, Cam had Man. first two great years. Going into yeah. his junior year was one of the top looked at corners Man, um, in his in his division. Uh -huh. Um, we got Boyd. He's coming. He thing, he tore his ACL, but he's still Boston one of the guys. Bad. We got Von you know me, Vaughn. I mean the list. Malik's back in it. Back like in it. like it, the list goes RJ, on and on. Yeah, RJ. I mean guys, we could just look around this room and see success stories. Not uh -huh. only on an academic, on a uh, getting to college, but really being them guys like i say on my podcast all the time i don't put scrubs on my podcast so i'm so everybody who's talking highly about you has been players that i see like oh no they got something they got they 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 either they're lockdown defender they're they they go after oh they work hard get it in are you are you familiar with uh the the star wars like idea yeah where jedi padawan mm -hmm. it's almost like you go I'm like, it's open master, yes. man. Yes. And then after a while, the Padawan becomes yeah. like, hey, you're great in your own right now. Let me sit back and watch. And it's it, and it's always, I will say, what well, is funny when I do get back with them because they'll call me about working out. And, it, and it's almost like, well, like, what have you learned now? Because yeah. you don't have to ask what I've taught you yeah. now. So you could tell me some tips or whatever. And it's so funny because they always say, you know, a part whatever you want me to do out and that's like well damn but you've been invented this and all that whatever and it's it's very humbling but i always said i want to make sure you bring back stuff you've learned yeah i put it in my tool bag put it in your tool bag so we can take it on and show these high school kids what they what get is. what is going on at a real college campus yeah you know what i'm saying is that cheat code almost yeah because i feel like if you want that edge that we that need edge. that you need because like we said before in, in in our last podcast imagine if a freshman had came into high school and they're getting drilled and coached like, hey, 
college player, how much more advanced? Oh, they would be so advanced. They would, they would, the work ethic they were going. So it would surprise any college. So it would surprise any college. Because so even my work ethic going into college mm -hmm. surprised my t my coaches that were because they just really? didn't know. They yeah. were like, oh, he's from Ohio, and yeah, he I can play. But no, we put, we do this. We, we, we really play, and we don't back down. We not scared no, of nobody. Nothing. Um, so. How do you keep that open line of communication from past with past athletes? Because right. I mean, I'm in one of your past athletes. Yeah, my we dudes talk know, all the time. They can, they can text me, call me, IG, uh, DM me, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Pull up on me, come through for a barbecue. I want to be accessible. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you have my number, it's always it's always open to you. You know what I'm saying? I know that sometimes I'm not always I don't always communicate my guy. I, should because I ain't gonna lie, but uh, being a dad sometimes it takes up your time, yeah. But I always want to know that anybody that I've worked with or, or all my loved ones mm -hmm. can always call me at any time they want to, they can always hit me up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always tell people wherever I go, that means you're welcome as well, you know what I'm saying? Just show up, man, or give me a head. I'm about to come through park, what's up, even if you don't play ball no more. Like, this time, me and Marquell hook up every now and then. When I tell Marquell, like, look, hey, some QBs coming through, he'll show up, you okay. know what I'm saying. Cause I mean, Marquell still get busy, so. Oh, 100%, you shout out Marquell. And actually, we gotta actually shout out him a little bit better than that. Cause he said we didn't talk about him at the, in the, uh, in the last podcast. But you know you wrong. But you bro. know you it, you know, you know you the guy. You know you, um, you really, you were a focal point in our offense. Uh, All you, we gotta say is he was the receiver y'all senior year. He, he, 100%. He was the number you one stepped guy. Up. You stepped <laughs> he up. He was the guy. And I, I think, think well, if we look at the photo right there, this picture of Marquell running past Eric Smith, who was the man during that time. So let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it <laughs> twisted. Stop that foolishness right now, Marquell. Stop why you ahead, bro. Stop <laughs> it right you ahead. That's a hundred percent. But that's facts, though. That's yeah. um, that's what we need to we need to big up, and I love that you stay connected to um the players that's because right, right. that is something I missed um. Even at Hay, yeah. uh, some of the coaches I was even closer with mm -hmm. beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not close with now, yeah. like I'm close with you. My high, my college coaches, I don't, I haven't talked to them since I left. Like, it's been real, y'all. So yeah, so and 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 that's the truth. I mean, some 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 of you players that's gonna be in college, you you you'll never see these coaches ever again. They'll right. be moving around. They got families, this, mm -hmm. and, and you get it um, at at the end of the day. So don't don't take it personally. Right. Um, but when you get ones like you that really care and really have um, the the sense to let me let me see how he's doing let me so, let me let me make sure he's good let me get to a game let time. me pull up let I don't me think playing or not like I've been in the crowd watching you on the side. hundred percent we chit chat fuck you here I see you got the jersey on you here you made it exactly you know so that that's, that's bigger than anything you know yeah. um, especially if you're not playing because. I mean, you want to be playing and you want to show out, but that's that's some of the hardest times of your life when you just sitting there like, when is my time gonna come? Yeah. When am I gonna get my chance? I got a routine. I mean, I go to a game you ain't playing or you is playing. We go get something to eat after that. You know what I'm saying? Kick it for a little bit, get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? I'm chill. Talk. To, I mean, talk about how the school life going. Grades always a priority. You know what I'm saying? I always ask about that. How them grades looking, man? You know what I'm saying? You need anything? You good? Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'll check you in a minute. You know what I'm saying? That's always the routine, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a loyal dude, man. Like, and and I always ride for my guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, 
It don't matter if I don't talk to you for two years or three yeah. years. You give me up whenever. Hey, Park, what's up, man? What's good, man? Yeah, it's, it's just because I mean, if you play with me once, you can always sit back. Always. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like, it's never over. Because I believe the relationship don't stop because of graduation because you stop playing a, a sport. I mean, this is, these are lifelong bonds. I, mean, I want to be in a situation where if I'm older and I'm, you know, whatever, and my son coming up, y'all can reel his ass in. Hey, bro, I know your dad. Chill out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's Chill a out. fact. Go ahead. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's jump into fatherhood, man. Yeah. Um you you how old is your son now? My son will be two on March twenty third. So we what? he's, he's what? down there eleven months down there, about to be. So what changed when when you talk about having a son? Uh priorities, man. It like your life almost flashed before your eyes almost. You know what I'm saying? Because you I mean you see all the small parts of you that, you know, things you forgot about, it kind of makes you look at things like way differently. Like, you know, now I'm accountable to somebody else. Yeah. Outside of my players, I'm accountable to somebody that I got to make it home. I got to make sure that I, I go to work tomorrow. I got to make sure I can't just take them some wild ass uh, weekend in Vegas because I got to get home. Yeah. He, I got to answer to him. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you know, so it's definitely a privilege, man. Anybody that is blessed to have you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have a son or daughter you know what i'm saying it, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal i mean my son is a is a riot you know what i'm saying like people really joke it think i'm complaining about it but i swear his first word was not mommy or daddy his first word was football and touchdown hey and, then, and it was like we watched the games and all that but you know what i'm saying i didn't I, i'm not one of the parents that was like you know Pushing it on just him. like hey we're gonna watch it cause i'll watch it and if you hear you hear and now, and now he'll say like "hut hut" and have his little hands out. He'll be like "hut," and then he'll he'll say "catch." He'll throw the ball to me. He don't catch that well yet, but well, I mean we'll get there. <laughs> get but so it's, it's he it's, early. It's cool. It's been a little wild because it's been going by so fast, man. Like almost it's two been years, going fast, man. Like he he's, you know, it's like oh my goodness, he got his own personality now, his own little whatever. So it, it's just something that so when you I mean just just I mean just remember that. It goes by fast, and if I can say anything, just make sure the person that you decide to have kids with, that you have an understanding of who they are, bro. Because that, I mean, when that goes down, it'll reveal the characters of everybody around. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's somebody that you ain't really cool with, and I ain't seen gotta be with her, hopefully you are, hopefully you married, all that stuff. But if you're not, and I'm not married, but, you know, me and my uh, son's mom have a good understanding. Okay. About, about how to do this but it didn't start way. off like that. No, no, we was always cool. We just never was together. But when it happened, we found out that this was going to happen. Let's make it work the best way we can. Because my biggest thing is, and I'll be transparent, and she knows this as well. My biggest thing is I don't want, I don't believe that any man that's really committed to being a father should be on child support. Now, it's different if you ain't. If you want some BS, you're taking your business, okay, whatever. But if you're taking your business and you and you doing that, you're going to be on child support. Be involved, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so her biggest thing was like, I know you, I ain't got to worry about that with you because you're going to take your business. And I do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it, it's it's really been a wild ride, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and hopefully everybody can experience that when their time is right. And, and your time might be later on in life. I mean, I didn't have my first child to 36. 36. Really? Yeah. So, I, you know, so that was for all them years. Yeah. I was dogging and kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I was, <laughs> I was. I was all dogging and kicking it. Dogging and kicking it. Kicking it. it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie at all. You know what I'm saying? You can't so, lie on this podcast, man. I was, I, my, uh, I was talking to my BM. She was like, man, you ever get married? I'm like, look, 
One day they retire my jersey in the rafters. <laughs> I'm gonna call all my old players out. They're gonna play my, uh, my tribute video. <laughs> hey! I'm looking at my rafters and say, look, a nice legacy. Yeah. So, are you, so do you wanna get married? I would like to get married, but like with anything, and like I tell everybody, it gotta be, the, it has to be the right person. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody should do something because they feel obligated to do it. Yeah. It, it gotta be right. And it, it may not be at the time you want. Like I always tell people, I wanna get married by 25. When 25 came, I realized I was not ready to get married at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm not ready for it. So I don't believe anybody should live their life based on the opinions of other people. You got to do the best for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Even like going to school. Like If you know for a fact you're ready for it, don't do it. Cause my biggest thing is what I hate is when people get, if they get married and all of a sudden they get to cheating and all that. Nobody yeah. made you get married. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got married to this woman and you proposed to her. So that means you went through all that process. Make it work. If not, don't get married. Or yeah. just wait to the right time. So uh, my time will come. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when the time is right. Um, but it's nothing that you should force though. You know what I'm saying? It should be organic. You know what I'm saying? So what's your mindset when it comes to dealing with um, women? And uh, how has it grown um, over the years? When I was younger, I, I tried to be more of a politician. I would tell every girl they need to know. Mm. That's it. This, this is your lane. No crossover, politician. But you taught them what it was. Yeah. Did they respect that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had to. As I got older, I've gotten more bold as far as mm. I got to get home. I got a baby mama that, I mean, she cool, but just let you know, mm. whatever. I mean, so just be, tra- I mean, be honest with them. Be, uh, be able to communicate. Um, don't be thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's plenty of women out here, man. Like, you know, I always respect them. Yeah, you know I'm saying even the ones that may be ignorant, man. Because at the end of the day, will go down before they will. Yes. So, so, so my brothers, protect yourself. Do never hit no female. Don't even talk crazy to them. It ain't worth your time, man. I was all a. I mean, my mom told me if you ever get to the point you feel like I hit a girl, that means she be done with in the first place. Wow. If she had, if if she had you that much out of your comfort zone, yeah, you cool. You should be done with that person anyway. So my thing is just, just, I mean. Like the great philosopher Nas once said. Talk to him. Yeah, you know I said I live by this motto. He said, "You never go broke chasing money, but you will go broke chasing women." Hundred percent. So you know, if you chase your dream, your passion, you know, what I'm saying your goals, the women will come. You know, what I'm saying. Stay there. Stay but if right you chase there. the women, then you lose out on your career, developing your passion. I mean, they'll grind. The men are here to, like for a purpose. We're purpose. Driven beings. What is my purpose in life? You know what I'm saying? To gather, to hunt. Mm-hmm. Get money, bring the football to the table. Mm-hmm. If you take care of that, then believe me, women will throw themselves at you. Because mm-hmm. as you get older, especially for us, and it's something I ran into a long, I mean, for a long time. As you get older, you're black man, you're educated, no kids, degree. That's a rare commodity. You yeah. Know what I'm that's like prime real estate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the flip side, oh, I ain't, ain't finished college. I work a little nine to five. I got three kids. That's not attractive. You yeah. Know what, what kind of women you want to bring around? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something else. What type of women? I'm bring around. That's huge. You and we don't mean? think about that because, especially being young, you think mm-hmm. about, yeah, I, I get women, but what kind of women are women. coming around you and are attracted hey, to you? That's 100% fact. I'm like, young brothers got to realize, to understand a combined income. You say you with a woman, right? And you make seventy five thousand. She makes seventy five thousand. What y'all bringing in the household? On the flip side, eighty thousand, and she made 
25. Who's taking care of who? Yeah. Not saying you shouldn't, but you got the option to bring in the better income. Yeah. Where she can say, honey, I'm about to buy you a Benz. Oh, damn, honey, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, great. So it's just as you go through this life, man, that as much as it is a wonderful life to live, and I want, and everybody should enjoy all the fruits of their labor, be, I mean, like, be calculated, uh, plan out your life, you sit to your plan, uh, decision making one on one, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes earn a side of caution, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And stick to what you got laid out for yourself because if you do that, you get that plan together and I can execute it. You know what I'm saying? Like a, I like a sports game plan. Then you'll see success. If you mm -hmm. don't, you'll fall off by the wayside. Man. You see people that's out there struggling because they got off their they marker. Mm -hmm. Luckily, there's some people who can get back on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but far too often, the people of our skin color only get one opportunity. And yeah. You blow it, then 9 out of 10 is going to be another... 10 more years until you get your subject back together. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So we're going we're gonna to come to an end. Um, did you have any fears um, becoming a father? My, and my biggest fear, me and my dad aren't really close. I mean, I know him, you know what I'm saying? But my biggest thing was I always wanted to be a good father, whatever that word entails. I, I, I wanted to be, you know what I'm saying, somebody my son could look up to at the end of the day. Want to be there to make sure I'm there from day one because mm -hmm. you know that was big to me. My dad went there from day one. I just think it's essential, you know, to be in the hospital despite you and the mom. Be, mm -hmm. a, be there for the birth. Be there for the the first feeding. Be there because the memory you can't get back. To mm -hmm. uh, be there during the days you could be. You know what I'm saying? But it was definitely scary though, man. Like I still remember the because we had a planned C-section. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Well, not. I, I'm. I'm sorry. We had a planned delivery day, which turned into which turned into an emergency success. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's... But, and I remember driving to the hospital that night. Like, my life about to change forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and just remember, like, everything going in, in slow motion. You know what I'm saying? But uh, the moments now that you look and see them as, as they grow up and say, man, I remember before you was here and now that you are. So just, uh, it's going to be scary, but what you going to do? Run away from it? Right. So, I mean, you got to man up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, any other thing you do in life, your first college game, very scary. But yeah. I'm, go, I'm not going to the locker room and take my clothes off. No. I'm going to get out of here. If I get smacked one time, I get smacked. I'm going to bounce back up and say, let's go. That's you know what I'm so that's where we are now. So coming to an end, what, what type of goals do you have for uh, your coaching aspirations, um, for your impact, right. for the legacy of Coach Parker, mm -hmm. Agent Agent Parker? Yeah, man, I just want to be the greatest uh, uh, a person I can be in any capacity that may be. And I want to be a fantastic father. I want to see my, you know, some of my former players. I mean, reach all their goals. I want to see. You know, so I'm like, I'm like this podcast go like to bigger and better heights. You know what I'm saying? Anything I can do, I will. Um, I want to be a fantastic dad. You know what I'm saying? I want to see. I mean, whether my son plays sports or not, but I want to support him. You know what I'm saying? I want to keep on developing as a as a black man and and as a community leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, basically, I would love to be an OC. You know what I'm saying? I'd love to be a head coach in basketball. Um, I'm actually in the process of, people told me for a while, you know what I'm saying? I got some some younger kids who uh, parents have reached out for to uh, for me to like to train them. So that's going to be an avenue I go into where I start training kids and, you know what I'm saying, you know, and starting that next crop of guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I envision fourth grade, fifth grade and up, and I can track you 
over the years. Yeah. Where you at? Where you at? You ain't gotta go. And now I mean, you go to my school. That makes me we track you along this line. Yeah. Get you this part. So, um, I'm in for anything positive. And just enjoy this life that we got, man. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm older. I've gotten the more I just start to relish and cherish every day. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying I got aches and pains. My knees still work. My back don't hurt. I can still go up down the court a little bit. I'm happy where I'm at, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm as far as the job stuff. Who knows, man? I'm people have have talked about the principal stuff here and there. I just want to make my money, man. Whatever that takes. I hear that. <laughs> That's principal guidance counselor, whatever the case is. You know, and just keep on. You know what I'm saying? Moving the pushing the movement forward. I mean, developing my uh, my brand and everybody else's around me, and just being like that influence I could be. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, what is your advice for um, athletes when it comes to balancing family, friends, relationships, um, coaches? Like, mm-hmm. what? What do you have any advice for them? At the end of the day, somebody said before, but and I alluded to it in my previous comment. You have to be your own. You are a company. Mm-hmm. You, you are a brand. You must be the CEO of your brand. Mm-hmm. Like any brand or any company, at the end of every fiscal year, what do they do? They, I mean, they cut their liabilities. They enhance their assets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds very, very harsh, but you are a business. If you're in this, whatever you do, the game of life is a business. Mm-hmm. So you must have, you must put your self-interest first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It does not mean you disregard anybody else's, but relationships can wait. If the family really supports you, then they'll support you. Mm-hmm. If a coach really supports you, he'll support you whether mm-hmm. you go to school or not. You know what I'm saying? I remember when Nigel was about to transfer. I said, I took the transfer a year earlier. Really? For his own benefit. You know what I'm saying? Believe a year early. He, he wants to go back next year or whatever. But do what's best for you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you wake up, when you get up in the morning, I look in the mirror, who's there? You. Nobody yeah. else. So, I mean, so if I look in that mirror and, and I'm with myself, I'm good. Leave no doubts, man. Leave no, I wish I would have, could have, should have. We have a shelf life of probably 15 years. By the time you're 15 to 30. By the time you're 30, if you don't have a plan together, you're probably going to be messed up until you're 40. Yeah. It takes about 10 years to get a career going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Does. So maximize yourself. Be, be your own CEO. You know what I'm saying? Uh, get it done. Uh fight through all the nonsense, sacrifice, and as long as you can be proud of yourself, that's all that matters, man. Because if you're not, you'll be you'll be older and you have full of regrets. So and nobody wants to have regrets. You no. know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Um I actually want to invite you to um a camp and I say this because uh, we're gonna do a little promo thing okay. where I put um some of the players. So stick around guys. Um, put us up a couple of the players, um, just their bio, mm-hmm. uh, who they are, what schools they go to um, for this wide receivers versus DBs okay. um, competition we have on March 28th. Sounds fantastic, um, man. And the winner gets $100. Okay. Um, and I want to invite you because um, we need we need um, we need a couple more quarterbacks. Okay. But we just need. Um, but I want to give them like. To warm up and like I think you will have like a good setup Definitely. to to do the you know and then you'll be able to connect because these are the qu- is at JFK Stadium okay. um, on March on March twenty eighth from eleven to I believe four 
and um yeah and some of the really because it's uh you know troop mm -hmm. um a lot of the quarterbacks that's growing that's 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 getting up there um as far as high school and college is concerned um, I think it'd be a good connection time for you just Let to meet with them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that'd be dope. But yeah, um, that's going to come at the end of the last four episodes of um, the podcast mm -hmm. where I have uh, some bios of them. Like, because we have, we have over 30 kids. Um, I think we have over 35 kids um, registered already. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. You say the word, bro. I'll be there. Say less. It's, it's nothing, my dude. It's always a pleasure to be on the show, man. Man, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you doing this with me. Um, and just many blessings. I know what you do. Hey, we need to come up with the, you know what I'm saying, with the with the, uh, the shirts for the podcast. Oh, the 100%. Mugs. All of that. I got a coffee mug. So I have my little coffee mug. Big facts. Next time we're doing our show, Big I facts. my shirt on. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? We got to market this thing a little better, whatever. Like I said, anything I can do. Whether because I, I think I said before, my ultimate goal is that you come up here and be an auditorium, like for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This is the first step. I may, I may be like a, like an open, open forum. Yeah, yeah. Where we have with players, players and you have ex some and and current that. that, and coaches. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Year, that'd be you know dope. So. I think that'd be a great look, um, not just for kids in general, but for the school. Mm -hmm. Um, for the city mm -hmm. and um, really taking that thing to the next level. So I appreciate you. Indeed, We're going to get out of here. Um, y'all be cool, man. Love y'all, man. You this is the Life Bags Athlete, and we out. I think.